Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCruxie, and debuting on the show, I've got actor James Hyde. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing amazing. I'm in my backyard here in Los Angeles. I got a little fire going. I'm looking up at the stars, and I'm getting a chance to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, welcome. Good morning. What do you want to say to Canada, CJRU 1280 AM? Well, you know, what's funny is, you know, back when I was on a show called Passions, we, uh, the Canadian fans were so welcoming and so unbelievable. Even today, uh, you know, like I said in that email I gave you, I said, Canada has always had my back. And if there's any opportunity to do anything, to, to do a television show, a radio show, uh, I, I, I said, I'll jump on it in two seconds. But uh, yeah, hello, Canada. all right now did you want to tell the listeners how you got into acting i was telling you off interview even before passions even before you got back into the soap opera world which we're going to talk about in a little bit i see you as that person hey i know you hey i know you you seem Mm -hmm. like you get that a lot as an actor do you want to tell listeners the journey of how it began for you acting well, first of all, if you stay in a game long enough, eventually people will get to know you, you know, <laughs> but my, my, uh, my, the evolution started, um, uh, I was in the military. Uh, I left home at 17 and joined the military. I was in the army for three years. And then, uh, after that I started, this was in 84. Um, I had a photographer that came up to me, uh, in Hawaii and, and wanted to take some pictures, took some pictures. And then I embarked on a modeling career that started in 84, uh, you know, uh, started off in Australia and then I went to London for about three years, based myself in London and, uh, you know, traveled, I, you know, I worked for the, with Versace for three years contract and, uh, and that led me. So from, uh, the modeling career traveled all over the world, uh, I jumped into music and I was, uh, I was trying to do a sound similar to a Limp Biscuit, which was a heavy rap, heavy rock kind of beat. Um, got a demo deal with Electra Records, and then I went to Miami, and this was in 92 or 93. Michael Shirtliff, who wrote a book on auditioning, the very famous Michael Shirtliff, I did a class with him in Miami, and it was the funniest thing because, you know, he was probably in his 70s, eccentric, very, uh, very tough, and he walked in. I think there was 30 people in the class, and he says, none of you are going to make it, and he goes, there's going to be probably a third of you left in this class. And I understood that what he was trying to tell me because immediately I I went, Oh, you're going to challenge me. This is a challenge. And I got it. So I ended up doing a class and uh, it was like a 16 week extensive. And I came out of that and I was so hungry. I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I want to, and then uh, my first gig was a show called another world. Uh, which we shot in New York. It was a daytime show uh, for NBC. And this, and uh, I think it was like a year or so into it, the show got canceled. I stayed in New York um, and I started studying and uh, I, I ended up doing a class uh, with Anthony Apeson, um, which I, th- I think he really helped me because I was in that mode of like, well, do I go back to Miami Beach? Do I stay in New York? New York City, you people who've been there and lived there, I lived on Bank and Bleecker. It is number one, it's expensive, but it's you got to get out and grind. Um, 
so I was doing my classes and, you know, I was, I was doing some odd st stuff, uh, you know, just trying to make enough money to stay. Um, ended up a uh, buddy of mine came up and said, Hey, I'm doing this, this, this uh, English telenovela called Miami Sands in, uh, in Miami. Do you want to come back? And I had, my wife and I had leased our apartment. And the day that he told me that he was going to start the show in Miami beach, he said, uh, 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 my, my, the, the girl was renting my our apartment said, I, I, I want out. So everything worked out perfectly. I came down to Miami beach and shot that. And then I went back up to New York to shoot some shows for as a world turns. And then I screen tested for another show called passions in 98. And then we finally got it in 99. And then, you know, it's just been, uh, that show finished in 2009, I think. And then, um, I you and I were talking about the strike that happened. Uh, in 2009 or 10, I believe. Uh, and uh, it was the writer strike, then the actor strike, and then the economy was the worst it's ever been. Uh, it was like the perfect storm. And then uh, streaming first started, and no one really kind of knew what that was and what it was going to be. And now we can see it's just, it's a juggernaut, you know, with all, everybody's streaming. Uh, um, so, I've been around. I've I've done, uh, you know, of course I've done soap operas. I've uh, interested in that Netflix series back in 2018. We did two seasons called Menorca. It's on Netflix. Selma Hayek uh, executive produced that. Uh, and then uh, I started doing some Lifetime movies. Uh, and then I jumped on a show last year. We shot it in Colombia called La Reina del Sur, which is the Queen of the South with Kate Castillo. Uh, that's coming out May 17th on Netflix. And uh, and then I ended up just ran. I did, I think, 70 episodes of Young and the Restless. I just finished that. And then I have a movie I'm going to shoot uh, coming up. So it's, you know, it, it, it's been it's been super, super busy since 2018. Uh, and I'm just I wake up every day. Just thank God and that, uh, you know, that I'm still able to do this and and um, on this level, you know. Wow. 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 And I still in my head. You're the person that gets, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you yeah, from this. Right. I know yep. you from that. Do people do that to you? They do. And the other little thing I left, <laughs> I was living in London. There was a band called Dead or Alive. And uh, I did two tours with Dead or Alive. Uh, we did a, uh, an album called Rip It Up. Uh, I was, uh, you know, danced. And, and that's where I kind of started my, they, they produced a song for me and I did it. Uh, and the second tour in the middle of the show, I performed the song. Uh, and uh, so a lot of people know me from that, from doing the uh, two tours of that with Dead or Alive. It's, uh, they had the number one, You Spin Me Round uh, record, uh, like a record. Uh, and then with all of these other projects, see, because it covers the gauntlet, really, you know, daytime. And then you have you, you jump into uh, Netflix, you jump into movies. And you just jump into all these different projects and eventually somebody out of that those genres are going to recognize and go, I know you, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're that guy from, you know, um, <laughs> you're that yeah. guy from passions. You're that guy yeah. from another world right. and listeners that didn't know another world. I used to love that soap opera. I was disappointed mm. when it ended. It was 1999. I finished grade seven. It ended pretty good though another world and then that's how we got the spin-off of passions and then yep. you were on it yes yeah i uh funny enough I, the the character of hank which was my brother i screen tested for that role first 
And then I fly back to Miami Beach and there was a, a fact, I'm going to date myself, the, in the fax machine was, uh, uh, they said, we like you, but we want you to read for this other character named Sam, Sam Bennett, uh, police chief. And uh, so I was talking to my agent and he goes, well, here's the deal. Hank is one of those drifters that will be coming probably in and out of the storyline. But Sam is a police chief. He's, you're married, you have kids, you're, uh, you know, you're uh, stellar part of the community uh you're probably going to be there uh you know and i'm very proud to say that i started the role and i ended the role so no one else has played sam so i was pretty proud of that all right and listeners passions was on for eight seasons i think it ended in 2007 after it was abruptly canceled but you remember the song you are my passion for life life. (laughs) what you know what I've heard I've heard all of the ones and they're like iconic, right? Days of our lives and you know, but I gotta tell you, uh that song was I just loved that song. I really did. And uh and you know, I don't know if James Riley, God rest his soul, wanted to create a show from daytime because you gotta remember back in uh, uh 1999, uh, you know, Time magazine, these other magazines were like, why in the world would you wanna do uh, NBC own the show? Why would you wanna do a soap now when viewership was dropping? And uh and I don't know if James but I don't know if you can do this, you know, like on purpose, but we uh, one of my bucket lists is I did the the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City, and me and about four other uh passions actors were on this float and we stopped right in the middle of of there was like i I don't know like thirty thousand cheerleaders from like all over the country and it 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 just it just erupted you know and i looked at my buddy and i said i I think we got something here and what had happened was is they created a whole new audience it was a very young audience i mean i had kids that were you know, 13, uh, 14, you know, the saying that they would run home and, 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 you know, DVR or watch it or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that it, it's what daytime needed. It was a kind of a resurgence of new, new people, a new generation that was going to watch, uh, watch the show. But I mean, our, our age demographic was, you know, super young to, you know, uh, you know, grandmas and grandpas. So we, we we covered the whole uh, age demographic pretty well. All right. Now we went back into soap poppers again, and we were on the number one daytime show, which everyone knows, The Young and the Restless. Now, how mm-hmm. did you jump into The Young and the Restless? And did you want it to go back into soap poppers, or were you tired of it? Well, initially, when uh, the show ended, uh, because... We left NBC in 2007. We then we went to Direct TV. I think we ended in 2008 or not. Whatever I, I can't remember. But um, after that, we, you know, I left to Puerto Rico for a year, and uh, I just wanted to, you know, get away. It, you know, it's it. You know, soap operas are amazing, but there's it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, we're doing uh, you know 60, 70, 80 pages of dialogue. Uh, a day and it just really you get really just burnt you know so after i left passions i was like you know i want to explore and try to do other things and just see what's out there you know for that you know, the streaming and and just everything was weird it took me 
a few years to kind of find the right agent again. And I've, I've been with a, a manager for, you know, for, I don't know, like 16 years and it just, things just didn't feel right. And then I finally got the, uh, an agency called Momentum and you know, I, I, I did a couple things in 2016, 17, a movie, and then I did a, a, a rush hour, which was short lived. I did another CSI. That was just, you know, kind of around, but not really booking consistently. Um, so then, you know, 2018, you, of course, I'm, I'm down and I'm shooting the show Menorca in Mexico. Um, and then I we shot some in LA and I went back to Mexico for season two. I came back and then I'm doing, I'm just working, working, working. And then there was a screen test that I was invited into, which is Tucker, Tucker McCall, um, that Stephen St. John, I think his name's Stephen St. John got the, the role that he's playing Tucker now. He's doing an amazing job. Absolutely yes. amazing. <laughs> he, I love, I love his. I told him we, we had the big 50th anniversary uh, 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 get together and I sat with him and I go, man, I really like, I really like your style because it's, it's unique. It's, it's, uh, it's very good. It's great choices and his delivery is great. Uh, anyway, I didn't get it. And so I got a, I got an email the next day, Greg, Sa uh, Greg Salmon, who is the uh, casting director and said, uh, uh, hey, we, they, they really, because when you go in for a screen test of Young and the Restless, you, used to you would go into the stage, uh, like, like on stage, and, and be able to act, and you've, you got props and, you know, whatever. You're going to sit at a chair, you're going to grab a pen, or you got something. So I go to Young and the Restless, the, the screen test, and they do it almost like in a small auditorium where there is a blank stage. You have nothing. Um, and you have a, the room sits maybe 20. So we had 10 people from CBS, 10 people from Sony who were sitting in the, in the auditorium. And I went in and I did, I uh, read with three actors and it was really, it was really interesting. I've never, I've never done that before, uh, on, on a screen test. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, I get an email saying that they really like, uh, what they saw and they would like to, they're going to write a character in for me. And would you want to do it? And they said, well, there's only one show that we have that's guaranteed. And anytime that there's a new character, a brand new character, I, I'm in because I know the soap world. I know how, how this works, meaning they're going to write it in. They're going to check out the chemistry. They're going to see what goes on. And then if they kind of like it, then they're going to start writing for it for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you play a bad yeah. guy. You play a yeah. bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 the question. Sorry, I got a little. I get a little off. But uh, do, did I want to do a soap? And I said, if I ever go back to the soap world, I would love to go back and do Young and Restless. I had so much um, respect for them. I just thought it was a very classy, top of the top-notch show you know with the bell family with all of the actors uh you know peter bergman uh, uh michelle strafford and and susan walters and uh i had a chance to to do it and and i said man i just feel so blessed and uh and i had i had an amazing time i think i shot 70 episodes and it, they just kept writing and you know i thought well maybe if i get 20 or 30 i'm this is great 
and then I think I ended up shooting like 70. So uh, it, I was blessed, man. I had the most amazing time. It was it was incredible. Now, to listeners that want to know, do you think Jeremy Stark is really dead? And by the way, Michelle Stafford is my girl. So that's love my her. girl. I love yeah. her. She's an amazing actress and oh. she's powerful. So people want to know, is Jeremy Stark really dead or could he come back from the dead? Well, it's funny how they had rewritten the last episode a few different ways and then the final was what we saw and so initially it was supposed to be a battle in the hotel area and then there was going to be you know some sort of a a stabbing or whatever and I was going to end up on the floor she bends down to kind of look and, and look at me and she puts her hand on my back and she puts her hand up and she sees blood and then it, it pans out and that's that's it. This time it was, I grabbed the, the scissors and I walked towards her and I chase her in the bathroom. And then the next scene comes out. Somebody is wrapped in a shower curtain. I don't know who that is. Mm. Um, I think that they, everybody's like, well, it has to be him. But did you see who was in the shower curtain? I didn't. I didn't know. So, no. so our <laughs> listeners want to know, is that Jeremy Stark? Could Mr. James make a, a secret return to put, you know, Phyllis at rest where she doesn't have to face charges? Well, the only thing I can tell you is this is the, the, the like, you know, if we if we go back to passions, I mean, we saw anything's possible on a soap opera. I mean, we, we passions was living proof that, uh, that you can do almost anything in a soap. So um, I believe that there's been a few actors on YNR that's come back from the dead. So it's always possible that, you know, I think that they want to write storylines and then see the reaction and see, you know, bring it back or, or not. I mean, look, what, what the, the last day I was there, I said, I said my goodbyes. So for me, uh, that was it. But if they would, you know, say that there's going to be a resurrection or there's some something twist in the storyline that oh. is, you know, Jeremy's still alive or whatever. Of course. I mean, listen, uh, the one thing that I didn't want to do is on social media because people, you know, can sit back on their computer and just write anything and just be just really horrible. But I got to tell you that when I first started Jeremy Stark, the third month in, there was a Facebook post, Young and Restless, and there was 5,000 comments or something. And so I just gingerly started scrolling down and uh, I started uh, 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 reading some of the remarks and it was just super positive. They really liked it. Oh, my God, we can't wait to see what's next. Uh, and, of course, you know, me working with Susan Walters and Peter Bergman and Michelle at the end. I mean, it's it. And, and the way that I, I had an interview with Soap Opera Digest and I said, you know, at the very end shows, it was I said there was two psychotic people in the room. It started off as a lie, a a, a possible sexual encounter turned into a violent uh, 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 moment, but it was all of that um, that was happening in that room that what's going to happen? We don't know. Is, is, is she going to 
Is she going to go for it? Is she not going to go for it? Is she going to try to run? What is he going to do? Is he is he going to try to is he going to try to kill it? You know, and all of those things, you know, were playing in that in those final scenes. So I love how it turned out. I mean, of course, you know, like I said, I don't know who's in that that uh, that shower curtain, but um, time will tell. That's all I can say. All right, my favorite scene with you was when you confronted Phyllis. You were like, "Where is Diane?" And Phyllis was like. I don't know. I don't know where she is. And yeah. you said, where is Diane? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, you know, look, working with uh, each one, is it, it's different. I mean, you know, Susan is just uh, just an amazing actress and, and so there and, uh, 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 you know, just just amazing. Uh, Peter Bergman is like, the guy's been there forever and for him to reach out to me and uh, the first day I was there and said, Hey, you know, we're outside, we're running lines, come out uh, and just welcome me as part of the family. Michelle, because I had known Michelle through the circuit, but when I did my screen test with Michelle, I believe that they saw my third actor that I worked with was, was Michelle. And I think they saw something in the chemistry that we had. That, wait a second, maybe we could write something that would, you know, and working with her, I mean, there, there's there been a few times in my life where I've done a scene and it's just the, the room becomes, you could just, it, it just, you could hear a pin drop. And the scenes I did with her in the, in the book cafe, we're in the back and we're talking about, you know, uh, she, it, it, that, that scene you're talking about, where is, where is Diane? She goes, I don't know. And I go, mm, that's interesting. You know, that scene. And then the one I did inside the, the hotel room, those scenes were just, uh, for me as an actor, I, I really was like, I got, I was so happy after we shot those because it, she just wanted, she just, t- she took me to some different places that I didn't really think the scene started off and we kind of veered another direction, which I love. I love that. I love to be challenged. I love to have a moment where it's unexpected and, and you got to be on your toes when you're working with Michelle. Because in rehearsal, she may do something, but when she shoot, when we shoot it, she could actually do something completely different and you got to be ready for it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so you really got to know your stuff working with her. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and just be, just be, um, you know, uh, you know, just, just, just grounded and not worrying about anything, just just let it go. And that's I've learned a lot uh, working with these guys because you know I was back in the soap world and I had to re- memorize so many lines. And sometimes we, you know, in our head, like, oh my god, how can I get through this day and whatever. And I just learned if you just let it go, just let it go, and and it, it, you know, beautiful stuff will happen. And and uh, I was able to shoot some really really good scenes with that mindset, you know. All right, quick message. What do you want to tell the writers and the other actors and actresses that are out of work at this time due to a writer's strike, which is going on right now? Well, the one thing that had to happen, had to happen, was the strike. uh, Because uh, I was reading an article how 
you know, some of the big head writers, you know, of course, are making a lot of money. It's the it's the it's the the writers that are not the head writers that are the, you know, the writers like, the you know, like uh, for the for uh, prime uh, nighttime shows, the guys who are writing the jokes, the, the guys that are uh, you have the head writers that write the Bible. But then you have the writers who do all the the, the, the fill ins, you know, they're, they're barely making enough money to pay the bills. And why some of the studios are making you know, a lot of money, the writers are, are, are being uh, looked over. So uh, the only thing I can say is without the writers, we don't have anything to say. <laughs> and uh, so they're very important. And I think this is, this is, you know, I think they're going to dig in and I think this may last a little, a little bit. I hope it gets taken care of sooner than later, but I think this needed to be done. And uh, it's happening. I don't know how long it's going to last, but um, you know, the other thing with with the actors who who are, of course, we're not going to cross the line. Is you know, hopefully, in this business that you can have some money and save some money for a rainy day or for these type of situations that happen. Uh, you know, you, you an actor may get injured, or you might have to be out out of work for a, for a moment. Just kind of uh, either have another side business that you can create to bring in more, bring in money while times get thin, you know, uh, the, of course, you know, everybody's picketing the actors and writers and everybody's going to stand hands, hands uh, connected through this. And I hope it doesn't last that long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we hope so. We hope not too. I hope everybody yeah. gets back to work and some of the shows are already getting cut. Call Me Cat and SWAT have already been cut due to the yeah. strike. Well, I think SWAT, was well I, I read the article and look at the end like uh, i'll go back to menorca uh you know susan uh, season two done very very well it was it was uh uh number one in in mexico and here in the united states it did very well and i i, I the day i left one of the head writers and and, and directors said I, I we're 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 a shoe in for season three uh we just know it and I get a call saying they they didn't uh, renew season three. I'm like, what? Everybody was stunned. And at the end of the day, uh, it's about money. Um, I think that SWAT was one of those. Uh, this is the one with um, Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Uh, and and I read the article. And and the bottom line that I got out of it was it was it's about money. It's about money. Their payroll was going to go up because I think they were going to go to season six or seven. Payroll was going to go up. They were expensive show to shoot. And the network just figured that we have a couple of other shows that did really well. That's young. We'll nurture them and bring them up. And at the end, that's that's what it is. I mean, as you go on to season seven, the payrolls of all the actors go up. Everything, it just keeps going up. And if they don't feel that they're going to get their return on the money, they're they're going to cut the show. And at the end of the day, the only thing I, I can say it's it's just about money. And uh, uh, and and it's you know it's sorry to say that, but that's that's the grim reality of this business. Mm -hmm. It's show show business. <laughs> that's true. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms quickly, just in case there are yes, other I actors? Have... Right. I have my Instagram is at James Hyde official. And uh, that that is a direct uh, uh, if they sign into my uh, Instagram, it'll go right to my Facebook account. Twitter. I don't really do a lot of Twitter. Um, I'm not a Twitter guy, but I do Instagram uh, 
and that's where most of my posts I just did. I just had done two Mondays where I did a Instagram live. I don't do those a lot, but I did those and, and I really enjoyed it. Just had a chance to fans that were from, uh, you know, I think it was Argentina, Brazil, Canada, uh, you know, Mexico, um, and of course, all of the United States. So it was fun. It was good to really cut because, you know, during COVID, there was no fan events, of course, you know, whatever. And it's been a minute since I've done uh, a fan event. And I think there was one coming up in in, um, uh, in Canada. I think the Young and Russell was going to do it. Somebody asked me if I was going to do it. And I said, well, I'm not because they only take contract players uh, to these type of events. So, um, but I'm looking forward to, to, you know, in the future getting out there and it's fun, man, to meet the, the, the fans and say hello and, and hear them what they, you know, they, but the so fans, they really, they take it very serious, you know, Jeremy Stark, you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, <laughs> Sam Bennett, how could you have done that? You know? And I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm James Hyde. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not those characters, but. Um, All right. Yeah. For CJRU 1280 AM, I would love to thank you for debuting on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And right. again, I love Canada. I love all my fans in Canada. All right. I would love to thank Dr. James Hyde. And I'd also like to thank the listeners for listening to this episode. Thank you, James. Thank you.